Oh. Next up. I jumped on the trailer, and then I jumped out my second story window. This was obviously made for God knows what, something that... Well, if you're gonna half-ass it, it's gonna be half an ass. Milked dry. Yep, just flaccid. I bend over and Eugene shoves something right up my ass every... Oh, nope. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that says if we're going to wholesale slaughter a flightless bird every year, let's pick the right one. No turkey has ever done anything to me, and ostriches are assholes. I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> I'm Eugene Weaver. Okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big bird we got this year. Where the, where the where did that come from? How'd you even fit that in your damn oven? Yeah, I, I'm sure they're tasty though, right? Or, I, uh. I don't know. I hate ostriches. They're they're yeah, <laughs> long legs and giant necks, freaks. Yeah, but they're kind of dinosaur-y, kind of. Yeah, they're raptors. Yes, there you go. See, <laughs> so in a way, they're uh, they're yeah, they're kind of the. Uh, I, I got no, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I was wait. I was just waiting to see where it's gonna yeah, go. Yeah, I didn't it, know. There, there. Yep. Yep. I was gonna say something about just a raptor. No, it, nothing. Nothing came to my mind other than just another sip of this delicious con con cannon yes. tonight. <laughs> con cannon. Ah, con cannon. Irish whiskey imported from Ireland. Uh, it's another uh, mid tier fifteen sixteen ish dollar bottle of. Irish whiskey, good stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, after a short stint with a bottle of Canadian LTD last week, I am right back on to the Canadian Hunter. Mm. Canadian LTD just gives me a freaking headache. Every time I buy that stuff, I'm like, oh, it's all right. And then I have a couple of drinks, and I'm like, why? Why do I do this? Yeah. I, I think I'm done with that shit now. Uh, just, <laughs> you're right. I should never yeah. say that. I always come... I have been drinking that stuff literally for about 15 years. Oh, boy. that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, being back on the Hunter, oh, it's so much better. It, it's so much smoother. Yeah, even this stuff and, here. And cheaper. Yeah. This stuff here is, um, I mean, it's not quite, it's not quite uh, cutty, but it's, it's, you can tell it's, it's aiming for that. It's, it's the, uh, the B-lister uh, cutty, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, and then there's Canadian Limited, which is kind of the trauma of everything. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> or would that be that, what is that, uh, Ezra Brooks? Oh, yeah. Ezra Brooks. Yeah, you got that one time, and I never again. Never again. <laughs> Complete garbage. So how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, um, It was good. It was, you know, it, it was um, polite. And polite across the board. And that's what we want. Yep. Good. Good, good food and loud kids and politeness. If you can get, I mean, I would, I would buy that for every year from this point on is just loud kids, politeness, good food, done. With, with a downgrade on the loud kids, because the kids were so loud today that my ears are oh. ringing. I, like, I oh, got yeah. home, I had to do double family. We went to my, yeah, me too. my family me too. and then her family, and, and by the time I got home, I was like, I'm just shot. I'm just shot. And then we had a good time at both places, but... Yep. Ugh. Done. Yep. Me too. I mean, it was like, it was a metal show after a while. I'm like, yeah, it's just screaming. Like, I, I mean, I'm expecting all the kids to just come in and just start a mosh pit right here in the <laughs> living room, and me kind of like, pass me around. 
That would have been at least more entertaining. Yes. <laughs> at least something. Oh, yes. it was the same with mine. And then, of course, you know, the kids don't get any naps. Yep, My exactly. kids. Exactly. Yep. Young kids, you're just hosed. They were, they were, oh, they were not having it by the time we got home. Yep. Overstimulated and just pissed. And lots of um, desserts. Oh, yes. Oh, there was like numerous desserts and snacks throughout the whole day. So it's jacked up on sugar all day. We got in the car from the second family event, and Holden's like, Dad, I'm hungry. I was, I just turned around in the car and was like, are you out of your mind? Because I just ate, like, 10,000 calories today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's too busy running around with cousins and playing and stuff, yeah. and it's just, oh, come on, kid. Working off the pie, the cookies, and all, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Are you ready to get into the show? Yes, let's do it. Okay, let's start off the show like we always do with The Roulette, where we dive into the ocean of uh, legal and free material to watch online in the hopes of finding those gems in the rough. And last episode, it was Paradox Alice. I cannot wait to tell you about this film. Up against Nightwolf, which sounds kind of like an 80s metal band. (laughs) Oh, nice. I was going to say, I can't wait. To tell you about that one. <laughs> well, I get to go first because I get the pole position this week, and uh, yeah, first round of uh, Voodoo Roulette, not so much successful, but I can't wait to tell you about this film. So buckle in because oh. you're going to hear the whole damn thing. Oh. I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible, but okay. it's unlikely. <laughs> um, Paradox Alice. Okay, this movie kicks off with. Uh, space miners on a space planet that's not Earth, where everything kind of has a blue filter on it to show that it's spacey and not Earth. Uh, this crew is three guys and one girl, and the three guys are tiered in age. Of There's one young kid who's a religious nut. There's a uh, the young, sexy buck guy in the middle, and then the older, middle-aged kind of guy, uh, the captain, okay. and the one girl. Uh, they go taken off from their planet with their load of whatever they're mining. Then they get into hypersleep thing, whatever, because they got to return to the moon where I guess everybody lives now. Yada, yada. Then they're on their way. Yep. And then there's some sort of accident that wakes them up from hypersleep and in the process kills the girl. Okay. You got to follow along with my characters here. This is very vital to what's coming. And it's going to hit you upside the head. Oh. Like you, you don't. <laughs> so the, the girl dies and then. See. Oh, yes. They're, they asked the computer, you know, the HAL computer, what, uh, why'd you bring us out of hypersleep early? And they're looking at the moon and there's like big chunks of it missing because apparently the moon got blown up or something. And now all humans supposedly are dead, except for these three dudes. Okay. The young religious bu- d- dude, the middle-aged sexy cowboy buck, and the older guy. Um... <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I am I'm giddy. I've been preparing this all week. Um... So the middle guy's name is Alex. Okay. And he suddenly starts not feeling well. And then a few scenes go by. He's still not feeling well. And then they're in the galley eating. And then he falls down and starts convulsing really bad and is going through like a werewolf type transformation. His fingernails are growing out. He's getting hair crazy. His chest is uh, not expanding, but it's bulging. It's, It's very strange. And then it, when it gets to that height where you're ready for the werewolf to fully come out, it sort of settles back down, and he rolls over, and now Alex is a sexy blonde girl. Uh, um, okay. okay. Um, 
the young kid within the next five ten minutes, the young kid and the older guy are st- starting already to fight for her love, and she's like, "I'm Alex, you assholes! Like I'm still the same guy. Why am I suddenly a chick? What the hell is going on here? You know, he's still the same person inside. He just happens to be a sexy chick on the outside." Now this is the best part because this movie is about an hour and fifty minutes long. We are now about twenty minutes into the movie. Oh boy! Oh, because it feels like it should be wrapping up here fairly shortly. No, we are about twenty minutes in. Oh. Then there's lots and lots and lots of talking in our generic spaceship that has folding tables and folding chairs. And in the end, Alice kind of starts real. The older guy starts calling her Alice because that was his ex-wife's name. And she starts becoming a woman. Like she's saying, I feel like a woman. I'm having woman tendencies, yada, yada. And he, they kind of have a relationship, begins a relationship with the older guy. Um, the young religious guy is just getting more and more religious, saying that it's an angel sent from God and he is the prophesized one to something or other. In the end, both the dudes are dead, and the girl is knocked up, presumably from the older guy, and uh, she's cruising the ship out into space. Just she's then she's like eight months pregnant or nine months pregnant, and decides I better well I'm not I don't know where I'm going. Better get in the hypersleep chamber and hope somebody finds me down the road. Now, my theory on this movie is that maybe there was some kind of arc that somebody was writing that this is a transgender person transition from male to female, or that somebody, uh, maybe they're trying to express how somebody might feel like a younger person you read about in the news mm-hmm. that feels like they're a boy, but feels like they're a girl, or, you know, maybe that's what, maybe that's what they were trying to do in here. The only problem is that this movie is a complete flaming piece of shit. And so it's hard for me to even give it that much credit. If that's what they're going for, fine. Okay. I, I accept your kind of very strange way of doing it, but as it is, I'm not kidding. This would be up there in the top three or four to five with the worst of the roulettes that we have ever watched. Like it was so bad. I was like, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna tell you about it because you can't, you can't, don't, don't, oh. just don't. I mean, it is, it is that level of bad. I'm talking the special effects of the ships flying around at the ships flying around outside. I'm not exaggerating when I say it was, uh, the last starfighter. Oh man. Mm. It was that level of bad. Yep. So paradox, Alice, I'm sorry. I mean, I guess thumbs up for trying something different, but other than that, thumbs down for literally every single other thing. (laughs) And you watched all hour and 50 minutes of it. I am not shitting you. And we, I I was at the, I, I looked at it because I'm like, okay, this is interesting, but maybe it's wrapping up. I was about 20, maybe 25 minutes tops into the movie. I was like, there is an hour and a half of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) They talked and they talked and they talked. Movie freaks. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, please tell me about Nightwolf. Oh, well, um, (laughs) I hang on to your butts. Here we go. Um, Nightwolf from 2010. Uh, Sarah Tyler returns to her family home in uh, in the countryside and has an awkward conversation with her dad and then goes to the barn to reconnect with her 
brother and friends and uh, uh, Draco Malfoy and um, uh, Tom Felton, by the way. Um, and yeah, uh, my hook. Yes. And they all talk stupid and uh, are kind of assholes to each other because that's how people act all the time. And then um, there's some pot somewhere in there, too. So some of them are stoned, kind of. And then they all walk to a house uh, where they find a body and, oh, there's a werewolf in the house. And then they stupidly run around the house as uh, the werewolf chases after them, uh, killing them off by way of POV. So whenever we're getting ready for an attack, we get a POV shot, uh, shaky cam with a filter on it, and uh, that's your special effects because you can do that and it Make so yep. that you don't have to show anything, really, basically. No budget, no special effects 101. Yes, and um, then that drags on for an hour and 20 minutes. Um, hour 20? That Ooh. felt way longer. Way, um, way, way, way longer. You should watch my movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was awful. And, I mean, the whole way through, I'm like, Tom Felton, dude, like, you were in Harry Potter, and you're a, I consider you – he's a pretty good actor. Like, what are you doing in this thing? What could you possibly have been thinking to – like, I guess collecting a paycheck for a day's worth of work? Because he dies, which he should, obviously, because there's no reason for him to be in this other than we need a name actor. We need one name actor that can get killed off, I guess. But it's so – it was so bad. It was so bad. Um I was this one of like I would say this is for this year in the top five worst, well, probably the top two or three worst roulettes. That's not the worst movie I've seen this this year. I've seen some completely awful garbage, but this is awful, awful movie. And and there was no excuse because the production values were good enough to where this could have been better. Like it wasn't just a real quick shot on video thing like they had some sort of a budget kind of mm -hmm. but they just like i i don't the writing was so the writing was the, bad the writing was terrible and i'm like you if you don't have the money to show something more than this stupid pov type stuff don't make a movie i guess because I, it this doesn't work it doesn't work at all so we'll we'll come back to that idea in recently watched. If you don't have the money, it doesn't work. But we'll we'll come back to that idea in recently watched. Okay, put a pin in that one. But yeah, you're right. You're very right, and I agree with you in this case. But there is a case that surprised even me later on that I want to talk about. Okay, I'm trying to. Say, oh yeah. So so my final score on it was uh, one half star, and the half star was because it was lensed. Well, like you could tell that there was more than just an HD camera. They there was lighting involved and whatever. But otherwise, this was I. It's one of those where you know immediately like the first five ten minutes that you hate every single person in this movie. There's not one single person that you're going to root for. You want them all to die and the movie to end and now, but it doesn't. It it goes on and on and on and on. Oh, it was the, the special effects in the first five minutes of Paradox Alice. I was like, oh no, oh yeah, oh no. you, yep, yep. I don't know if I can do this. Even with the 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 car, title cards coming up, it was like, oh, that font. I have that font. It came with my computer. Oh, those are that's the kiss of death. When you when you see a font that you recognize on a free editing program, you're like, oh, it's one of those. I see. <laughs> 
Oh, God, let's put this round to rest. Yes. Then. Let's uh, fail and a fail. Awful. Rousing success on our first voodoo. But, uh, uh, we'll get back to that, though. I, that just, I mean, there was, there's more good movies to be had in there, I'm sure. Yes, there is. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Okay, uh, next round, I'll sell you my movies. Mercy. This is a Netflix original movie. Two brothers clash with their half-siblings when a visit home to see their dying mother surfaces old secrets and becomes a fight for survival. And the next up, uh, The Squad. I didn't hear back from you on that. Did you see that one? Nope, you're good. Uh, okay. I watched the trailer for it. It seemed okay. Yeah. A team of soldiers arrives at the foot of a mountain base and discovers that something sinister lurks in the fog and shadows. And I think it's a little longer, but at any rate. Uh, And lastly, Uncut. This is on Voodoo. Filmed in one continuous take, a desperate search for escape of seven people from a theater that contains a killer. No edits, 80 minutes. Hmm. And that's on... um... That's on Voodoo. Voodoo. The, the free free Voodoo. Okay. And The Squad is on Shout Factory TV and Voodoo. Okay. It's on b- both of them. I was trying to find you one from each of the free services, and then I was like, oh, The Squad, okay, yeah, got my Shout Factory. And then I went over to Voodoo and was scrolling. Oh, it's there, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, first up for you is, uh, these are all on Netflix, by the way, because Netflix did release a bunch of new stuff. So um, I just picked three that I thought sounded pretty cool. First up is The Land of Cards. This is TV mature, so this is obviously made for God knows what, something. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's only an hour and 53 minutes. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I took that, that one to the chopper last week. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, a royal prince arrives on an island of fas- uh, fascist rule and inspires a rebellion among its women in this uh, hallucinogenic adaption of a classic play. And uh, you, I wish you could see the uh, people that star in this movie. Joyraj Bhattacharya. Oh, uh, it's a it's a Bollywood. Movie. It's a Bollywood. Yep. No, thank you. Okay. Next. Well, but hold on. Maybe <laughs> it, it. Trust me, you haven't heard hey, the, the rest. last Bollywood movie you threw my way was that one where the guy turns into a housefly. Yeah, which I still think that you should have jumped on that bad boy. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I jumped on the trailer. Yes, and you then did. I jumped out my second story window. Yes, and then you said, "Did you watch the trailer?" I'm like, "Well, not yet." And you're like, "Dude, go watch the trailer." And I'm like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> That's something. Um, okay, so now here is – the next one is going to be the a double-header documentary. So the first one is 53 minutes long, and it's called Dictator. One crazy job. One <laughs> likes – yay! It's funny, you see. One likes fast cars. Another follows astrology. But the one thing they all share is a thirst for power and control. Uh, I actually thought that sounded very interesting. And then the last one is um, uh, Global Waste. And this one here I thought sounded really good as well. Um, as I... Yeah, these both went on my queue as soon as they hit Netflix. Yeah, this one here sounds cool. Every day millions of t- tons of food and other materials are tossed away. What can we do to reduce this waste? That just sounds like something that would be very interesting. Uh, then last, but maybe probably least, is uh, Divines. Isn't that a Netflix original? That is a Netflix original, yes. Um, but it is an hour and 47 minutes, and you get past the 90-minute mark, and you are in for a gamble. 
running with this does sound good though. Running with a gangster gives them the rush they're looking for and the means to escape a dead end future. So yeah, you never know. And in the little thing on Netflix, I see an Eiffel Tower. So this could potentially be a French movie, and oh, uh, it certainly is from the sounds of the uh, the people starring in the movie. Which I'm not going to butcher their names, so just take that, <laughs> take that, uh, and Frenchy Frencherson. Yes, there you go. Okay, I will take uh, a chance on the Netflix original Divines. Okay, that, that one. I mean, both of those documentaries look, sound cool and everything, but. I'm kind of in this political climate, uh, aftermath, fallout. Mm. I'm veering away from the serious, and I want into the silly. And we will get into that more on Recently Watched. So I'll, I'll go with The Divines. Okay. Okay. And uh, for me, you I'll tell you what. those All three of yours sound very good. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, the uncut one, that sounds so cool. But I, I really am intrigued by all of these new Netflix produced original movies. So I think I'm going to take mercy. Um, cool. Yeah, and What's the runtime on that? Do you know? Hour and 26 minutes, which means with five minutes of end credits. So you're at about an hour and 20 minutes. I, I can, I can sit yeah. through that. Oh, it's great. I'm glad I threw two 80 minute movies and you gave me hour 50, hour 40. It's, uh, it's... Well, actually with the two and with the two documentaries that you're pushing almost two hours. So yeah, <laughs> sweet. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Welcome to the roulette, where yeah. I bend over and you <laughs> shove something right up my ass everywhere. Uh, yep. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm I'm down with the the divines. I really am. The 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 first one though. Nah, I, I'm not a Bollywood guy. There's there's not much there for yeah, me, I, so yeah. I tend to veer away from that one. But that's okay. Uh, there was enough. Uh, yeah, and like I said, both those. Uh, documentaries went on the queue as soon as they hit Netflix because they both look interesting. I'm just not quite in the mood for that right now. I need light, fluffy fare. Yeah. And you know, and the, the squad, I believe that that's a longer movie. And even that one there, I'm like, uh, soldiers. And I'm like, no, nah, I want something. Eh, no, I, I, I went and watched the trailer for that one before I added it because I think it is 145 or okay. something like that. I think it's a little longer. So I was like, okay, I got to, if it, when they pass 140, then I'm like, okay, I got to check it out at least yeah. first. I, I consider up to an hour 40 to be like, okay, so it was 10 minutes long, too yeah. long, I, whatever. But yeah. anything past that, then you're really starting to cut yeah. into, you know, dad time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because, oh, that time is precious. Yep. <laughs> and, oh, did I flush it right down the shitter. This <laughs> oh. I do like I think, that. I think I even texted you within the first five minutes and I said, Oh, I'm going to get a lot of comic books read during this damn movie. <laughs> and did you? No. Oh. I, <laughs> I was too busy. I've been messing around on the internet. At some point, we're going to have to have like a grand, uh, a, a grand uh, list of like the top three worst roulettes that we've done ever. Not just, not just like this year. But like the top, or even like the top, what what is the absolute, the worst roulette movie that we have ever watched each? I mean, I think it's still that one from a couple weeks ago, isn't it? I think it would be between that and... Oh, that Western thing? Yeah. Oh. I think it would be between that and, well, I don't know though, because there was the, I took a mulligan on that one. That that apartment something or other. (laughs) Yes. You watched the thing all the way through. I, I was just like, I can't do it. I cannot do it. And then there was the, Mall. the something. Mall was bad, but it wasn't that. That's falling down the list at this point because yeah. it was just nothing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, then there was the one with the smoke creature in the end. That's the one I'm talking about. It was yeah. the... Uh, it starts with a C. I want to say the control or something, but that's not it. It was... The... Yeah. Yeah, whatever. One, one, we'll, we'll do, like we do every year, in December, we'll, at some point, we'll do a year-end review of the roulette and go over the whole last year. Yeah. Uh, all of 2016 for all the best and worst of the roulettes we find. Uh, okay. Theater ticket lottery. You ready? I'm ready. Yep. All right. Let's get right into it. Okay. I, I want to get to the recently watched because I got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, stories to tell. Okay. All right. Tales to weave. Not really. Um, what do you want from my... Oh, maybe I should explain what this is. This is where we... Uh, yeah. Ooh, us movie freaks obsessively, compulsively over the years... <laughs> Uh, we keep all our ticket stubs. Apparently, this is a weird thing. Not everybody does this, uh, except for you and me. And I don't even think we admitted that we did this to each other. And that sounded horribly yeah. just gay. Oh, just, wow. Oh. wow. <laughs> I, I don't even think that we admitted that we do this. And then, you know, until like 20 years of mm-hmm. doing it. And then it was like, do you keep your ticket stubs? And it was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Me too. It was kind of an AA type thing where we're like, you know, shamefully, you know, yes, we have an, we have a problem. We do. We, we do. I'm a movie freak. I yeah. keep my ticket stubs. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, Bob with the big bitch tits and hugs and yep. Marlon yep, smoking. Yeah, that's how that's this goes. Well, that's how it went. That's how it went. <laughs> um, what do you want? Um, now, again, I still didn't explain the, yeah, so we keep all our ticket stubs. Now we've got these huge, I've got a tub of them. You've got a plastic bag of them. Yep. Um, and I, I'm going to stick my hand in, shuffle them up. I'm going to call see, action. You guess the, guess the, guess the genre. Action. Yep. Straight up action movie this time. Oh, here we go. Um... I wouldn't call this a straight-up action movie, but it does have action in it. I would call this a uh, cop thriller. At any rate, I'm a huge fan of the director. I've liked almost every single thing he's made. I haven't seen the last one, but I've liked... Big fan. Narc. Joe Carnahan. Nice! Oh, wow. And I just listened to... Boy, that's kind of interesting timing, because this last week I listened to... um, a podcast that did a huge, like, three-hour interview with him. It's a podcast that you and I quit listening to, a horror-themed one. Yep, I know what you mean. Yep, got it. With a couple of directors hosting it. Yeah. I don't I don't subscribe to it anymore, but I kind of keep an eye on it, and if there's somebody that are like, oh, I do want to listen to that, I'll download that episode, you know? And yeah. I saw Joe Carnahan pop up on there, and I was like, I want to listen to that. He was everything you wanted him to be. He was awesome. Oh, Fantastic. cool. Fantastic. And if you want to invest three hours, trust me, it's not wasted. Yeah. But, uh... I might actually have to listen to that one, because I, I do like him as a director. He is good. Um, he has a couple misses, but he is a good director. He's one of those guys like Kevin Smith, too, where he, he will tell tales out of school. I worked with this guy. He's an asshole. You oh, know? that's cool. Yeah. Nice. It's great. He has a lot of very interesting stories to tell, and I think you would really enjoy that episode of that podcast. Ooh. Fuck it, I'll tell you. It's Movie Crip. Yes. Um, they, they get, uh, the two hosts get a little chatty where it's like, oh, okay, I've listened to you for 20 minutes talking about this fundraiser thing you got coming up. Yep. I got it. You're like, you can plug it in five minutes, move on. They'll go on and on and on and on. Yeah. I love those guys too, very much. I just, yeah. Eh, anyway, 
uh, Carnahan was great. He was everything I wanted him to be. And Narc is an excellent movie. Do you know how cheap they made that damn movie? It was only a couple million, I think. Like, it was ridiculously low budget. That was Ray Liotta, right? Yeah. And uh, the guy that was in that other drug movie from the 80s. Not even um, Hawk. Um, no, he was in Speed 2. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Um, And Lost Boys, right? Uh, yeah, he was a star in Lost yeah. Boys. Um, I'm, I oh, welcome to the old Movie Freaks podcast, where suddenly we can't conjure any name of, uh, from anybody. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody's screaming at their computers right yes, now. It's okay. Exactly. Uh, um, go on for you. I want, I'm going to go, you pull something out, I'll look up this. Okay, thing. all right. So what are you um, after this time? I'm going to go a little off kilter for you and say a science fiction film. Science fiction. Got it. And I'll give you, I'll give you half a point on NARC. Okay. By the way, who did you, do you remember who you watched NARC with? Cause it wasn't me. I didn't see NARC until I remember you bragging it up saying you, dude, you got to see this movie. And, um, I, the first time I watched it was I think on DVD. Let me look at the time. Uh, that's the other thing we got to do here is look at the time. Uh, January 22nd of 03. A Wednesday at 6.50 p.m., Tinseltown, USA. Any idea who you saw that with? None. Uh, that, you know, there, it's a fair chance that that would have been a um, Wednesday at 6.50. Man, I must have really wanted to see this movie, Drive All Over Tinseltown. Because it was not with me. I mean, that's a fair chance that I saw that, like, with my neighbor. when I, I would have been living in the apartment at the time. So it would my neighbors across the apartment. Yeah. And we probably went up to Red Robin and got some of those TNTs. Oh, and gotcha. There's a good chance that that happened. I can't imagine I was on a date on a Wednesday. I don't know. That's odd. That's different. Okay. Well, the movie that, uh, the ticket that I picked out here, um, oh, what a great story this is. And um, you know what? I think that you win. I would consider this, I well, we'll see what you think. Uh, the ticket that I pulled out was... Uh, from, um, from... We'll let IMDb be the judge. Okay. This is from 2000, and this was seen in Sarasota, Florida, when I was on vacation there on uh, an absolutely atrocious, awful vacation uh, with a bunch of people that didn't want to go to the beach and drink. Um, I'll <laughs> not say anything more than that, but um, regardless, I do remember I got really drunk before this movie. And uh, that was what made the movie so good. And it, actually, I still enjoy this movie, and that is Paul Verhoeven's Hollow Man. Oh, that's science fiction. I don't even then need you, to go look. Then you won the round, yes. All right. Oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, Jason Patrick, by the way. Oh, got it. You know, that one there, I remember Hollow Man uh, when I saw it the first time. Th those were some groundbreaking special effects, if, if I'm not if I'm remembering correctly with, with the ape and the invisible type stuff, you know, that's, I agree. that's still a good movie, right? I haven't seen it in years, but it's one I struggle with because it's like, I really want to like this movie, but our main guy is such an asshole. Oh, he's awful. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Yes. And he gets very rape. Doesn't that movie yeah. get a bit rape? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Rape the neighbor. <laughs> and that, and that neighbor was Mina Rona Mitra. Uh, uh, she was the star of. See now, I pulled that bullshit name right up. Yeah, she was, yeah. uh, that the Underworld prequel and um, uh, Dog Soldiers director made a movie in the future. Uh, oh, that was supposed to be Mad Maxi. She yes. starred in that. 
Got it. Okay, nice. I still like that movie, and I, I had fond memories of the, watching that movie because that was the best part of that vacation. Uh, yeah. I still enjoyed the special effects, and it's just some of the story I didn't like. Also, the female lead in that, I really root for her. I like her a lot. I can't again. Yeah. She was in uh, The Saint, and... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Something like... Uh, there was. I just remember there was a really good rain effect where the rain was, was hitting Kevin Bacon, and you could, like it was running off of him. He was invisible, and it was a really cool effect. Elizabeth Shue. Oh, Elizabeth Shue, yeah. yeah I like her a lot. Yeah. I, I think it was a sprinkler system or something that they set off okay. so that they could try and watch her. Yeah, the effects were great. Man, was that the last big movie that Verhoeven made? I think that I mean, after like, that he was big, like, big, oh, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Because I think he got kind of fed up with the whole Hollywood system. and uh, I think there Josh, was. Yeah. Josh Brolin was in that movie? Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. What do you want next? Um. Oh, man. Um. Fantasy? Yeah, oh, fantasy. Dude, that's a. Uh, are you sure? That's a stretch. <laughs> As I pull out Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> yep, fantasy. So that means no outer spacey stuff. It has to be straight up fantasy. Um. Oh boy. Another half point, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that I might almost go to full. That's kind of fucked up. Um. Let's let IMDb be the judge on this one. There's a fair chance that I saw this with you. Uh, in 2009, Adult Evening Auditorium. Boy, I'm not sure what, where, where this, where I saw this one. I would have guessed that would have been at like Tinseltown or something big. Oh nine. Eh, boy, Inglorious Bastards from Quentin Tarantino. Huh. But you see how that could be considered oh, yeah. a fantasy film. Yeah. IMDb says adventure, drama, war. Oh, Sorry. Nope. <laughs> I don't know who I saw that. Did I say that with you? No, I, I watched that with uh, my cousin Jason. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> dookie. And glorious <laughs> bastards. Wow. Hmm. It's kind of boring. Okay, I have no story to tell with that. It's I, there's definitely never a story to tell when it's a good movie because it's like that was a good movie. I don't, even, I can't even remember who I saw it with. Unless you know, it's like the bad yeah. movies bring out. Oh, I saw we were yeah. throwing shit at the screen. You yeah. know, or the things that are super rare that like you actually saw that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Narc, I guess. Holy crap! I didn't, I didn't remember seeing that in the theater. For you, I want it's. A horror movie. A Give horror me a horror movie? movie. Yep. Okay. Okay, ready? Here we go. And And if you don't pull me out a horror movie, I'm just going to be convinced that you never saw horror movies in the theater because it's ridiculous how you pull out comedies. <laughs> <laughs> White chicks starring <laughs> me myself and Irene. <laughs> 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 I saw that with Bertha. Okay. Oh, it's a big fat zero on many levels. <laughs> uh, that was a waka waka with uh, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Yeah. And, was that yeah. the Dumb and Dumber Brothers? 
Yes, it was. I recall one scene in particular that I still think was... Did you ever see that movie? I'm not sure. Is that the one where he's chasing down... Um... What's her the diary chick? Yes, yeah. I saw that once, and I thought it, it had some satirical qualities that were very interesting and dark. Darkly yeah, yes, funny. I, Other I, than I, that, I, all the parts that everybody else in the theater were were laughing. I don't that ever in my viewing room, whether it was a theater or at home, all the parts they were laughing at. I was like, that's not the funny part of this movie. Yeah, the funny part is the dark part where he's like threatening threatening the kid. In the diner. <laughs> I just, I remember one scene where he goes to the, to the toilet to take a leak and he pees and then the pee goes straight up because he's got a boner or something. And I was like, ah, that was waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I don't even know what context that scene was in, but I do remember that scene. So I guess you could tell the story of when you were dating Bertha and we all met up at a theater one time. Oh, that <laughs> was, that was one of the greatest experiences of my life, actually, because it's so, bizarro, insane, and great, and Dark City-ish, because that's yeah. the movie that we watched. Was it? Dark City. Oh, yeah. That was... Was it a second viewing for us? No, we saw that in, uh, we saw that up in Worcester, and yeah. uh, she stormed off while you and I were like, well, uh, Dark City, I guess, <laughs> and in we went, and... Are uh, you sure it was Dark City? yes. Because I, yep. I, I recorded the audio of yes, a lot of that movie on the did. tape recorder that I had. Yep, I remember that. Yep, you had a long trench coat, I believe, and yeah. she took off. I'm not sure why she was so pissed, other than probably just not liking you. Or I, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. We just showed up at the theater, and she's like, hi. And I was like, hi. And it's like, yeah, we're going to watch a movie. And then she's like, bye. Angry. Bye. And I was like, okay. Oh, I that don't was know what so... happened. I was so awkward, but I remember, I'm pretty sure I was fairly pissed off, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Pretty much the whole time you were dating her. And yes. And rightfully so. I, yes. I do remember that <laughs> you, we were like, you're like, oh, come, yeah, you come meet my girlfriend, watch a movie. I'm like, that's cool. And then I showed up at the theater, and literally when I stepped from the pavement up on the sidewalk and met you guys, I was like, this is the dumbest idea <laughs> I've ever, like... <laughs> It was like, hey, we're on a date, and now you're here. And I was just like, hmm. <laughs> I have no idea why she left, but I was like... It's because she wanted to be on a date with you, and yeah. you brought your friend. Yeah, and then she was like, I'm leaving. Oh, it was so awkward, and then the movie was so great. <laughs> yep, Dark City, I remember that. It was... Good and times. I, why in the world did we think that was a good idea at the time? It was just sort of like, oh, I'll get to know you kind of thing. It'll be cool. And no. oh, oh my God. I, I do remember stepping onto that sidewalk. And like, <laughs> I am just going to, what can I do to just turn around and leave right now? <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh man. That was, that, that's like literally burned into my brain. That whole scene, I just how everything played out. And then the fact that we watched, that trippy dark city movie, and, it, and we what, snuck beers in too. No, we I know were drinking. Yeah, beers. we were drinking. I do remember that too. Cause, and I was, I was so angry too because of how that went. And I'm like, yeah, hey, yep. Uh. <laughs> okay, now watch me pull out dark city out of my out of the bag. Oh here. no, it's my turn. It's my turn. What do you want? Um, uh, just, just call your shot. Okay, dark city. <laughs> Let's go horror for you now. Wow. Let me just go ahead and put a big old number one beside Eugene's oh. name. 
I got one. Sam Raimi, Drag Me to Hell. Oh, nice. I finally got one. Yepper. That puts you a half a point up on me. Uh, let's see here. Monday, 4.55 p.m. Matinee. Uh, movie's 10, but it doesn't say where. This has to be a Worcester. This has to be a Triple M. Margarita Movie Monday. Yeah. Right? Probably. Yeah. More than, more than likely. Uh, yeah, I really like the movie on the first watch. Sam Raimi returning to form and his horror, and yay! I, and I bought the Blu-ray, and I'm like, Yep. Enjoyable. And then I watched it a second time, and it is officially right now on my stack to be traded in. I'll never watch that again. Oh, no, why is that? Because I'm right there with you where it's like, oh, okay, uh, all right. Loud, screechy noises, I get it. Loud, loud. Because it's, it's, I don't even know how long it is, but it's too damn long, and it's the same damn scare over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. Thinky scare, maybe, oh, thing, not. Yeah. Or something, oh, the window blows, and now my shit's shaking. Wee, nothing. And, yeah. and over and over and over, it, like, they do that for, like, 40 minutes. The whole kind of second act of that movie. It doesn't get interesting again until they start bringing in the, I don't know, voodoo people. And, and the, the goat, the, yeah. The deer totally. head and the goat. Yeah. Then it's, yeah. <laughs> and it's still, it, way to burn the lead. It's called Drag Me to Hell. You know how this is going to end. Yeah. And the first time around, it's great. It's like, ah, Sam Raimi, he did what he said he was going to do. And the third time around, it's like, he said what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got it. So I'm good. I, I can get some trade-in value on that and buy something else that I'll rewatch more often. I'm trying to make my collection more like that, like stuff that I'm not going to... I'm just rewatching less the older I get, I guess. Yep. There's too much media out there to consume, so I'm not going to rewatch. Yeah. I don't care about Dragon Dale. Not that it, I hate the movie or give it a thumbs down, it just... It's fine for a one watch, but it's kind of a one and done. Yep, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Now that um, now that I'm looking through my list here, I'm like, oh, uh, I already pulled Hollow Man ticket out um, many months ago when we started this show, like or started the roulette. Oh shit! I told you, Ooh. I told you to keep them separate. You yeah. don't listen to me. Damn it! So this is what we get. Ah. I'm keeping my uh, yeah. <laughs> move, preaks. Move. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so Hollow Man twice for me, I guess. Great. Wee! Keep them separate, you bastard. Shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, for your last one, see, if I say comedy, then you're going to pull out a horror. If I say horror, you're going to pull out a comedy. <laughs> uh, let's split the difference and go action. Give me an action movie. Okay. And the winner is... Hey, there it is. <laughs> Alan Smithies? Supernova. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. That was definitely watched with you at Movies 10. We were the only two people on the planet that paid money to see that in the theater. <laughs> I remember it well. Hold on. Let's see if that counts as a... Would you call that action? I mean, that's... I mean, obviously, um, it's a sci-fi movie, but... Yeah. Wow. Supernova. Where Things Happen in Space, directed by Alan Smithy. Uh, I like that movie. Let's see what IMDb says. Horror sci-fi thriller. Nope. That's uh. right. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Bertha. One uh, point for me. <laughs> 1.5 for you. Oh. And that's off of a like, Hollow Man is a one. That's one that I already did. But no. Nah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's your fault. Damn it. 
Ah. Well, if you're going to half-ass it, it's going to be yeah. half an ass. <laughs> Anything about Supernova? That I, I remember uh, planets crashing into each other right in the end. That was at the very end. Um, it was kind of a scatterbrain, the, the theatrical cut. I, I did a review of it on the Facebook page, and I, we, I think I might have actually pulled that ticket out at some point in the past, and we might, might have talked about it there, too. Okay. But just um, my quick two cents on it. The theatrical cut was definitely scatterbrained, and we were both like, yeah, it was kind of bad. But it had some cool special effects and some good ideas, and uh, what's his name in it? It's got a great cast, too, so that helps carry it uh, a little bit. James Spader. I really like Peter Facinelli, however you say his name. I don't know why, I just do. Angela Bassett's in it. Robert Forrester. Wow. Blue Diamond Phillips. Woo! Robin (laughs) Tunney. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. So I do like that cast. It's kind of a who's who of B-listers a little yeah. bit. But James Spader is the star, and he really carries that thing through. And I, I mean, to, to the effect of the theatricals, like, eh, it's kind of bad, whatever. But then I got the director's cut, or whatever extended cut they put out on DVD. And it really, it, like, it made it an R-rated film instead of a PG-13. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I like this better now. It still is a little choppy in the editing, and I guess... You will never see a director's cut because they took it away from whoever in the last third. Well, I don't know what that. Yeah, Walter was. Walter Hill directed it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Never yeah. heard of him. What's yeah. he done? Um, <laughs> let's take away his movie. Great yeah. idea. At any rate, um, yeah, it was a little bit unfortunate that that movie turned out the way it did. But if you get the a chance to watch the director's cut, it's not horrible. It's not the worst thing in the world, and the special effects are really good, really interesting. A couple of good ideas in there. It's not that painful. Yeah. Is this? Does this feel like a '90s? Like it was? It was released in 2000, January 2000. So this was obviously made in the '90s. Does it have that '90s feel? Because I, I remember so little about this movie. I've seen it one time in the theater. That with you. That was it. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't say it has a '90s feel because the special effects are so on point. All yeah. the space stuff and. On this, like they go to this other planet that was a mining colony. All that stuff is rock solid. Uh, then they get back in their ship. It's all like all that stuff's solid. Okay. I, w- I would put it at about a level of doom. Okay. Where it's like, yeah, it's bad, but you're not in any pain watching this. Okay. Probably better than most of the roulettes that we sit through. Yes, by yeah. far. <laughs> And that's why your bar has to be set properly, my fellow cinephiles. If yep. you think that uh, uh, Supernova is the worst movie ever made, you haven't seen Paradox Alice or Nightwolf. Yeah. Yep. Or any other number of utter garbage that we sit through on a weekly basis for you, by the way. <laughs> Go watch that shit. All yes. of a sudden, Supernova is, like, amazing. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's get into Recently Watched. That wraps up theater ticket lottery. You win this round. Yeah, it is always fun to, to do that little game show every now and then. Mm-hmm. Trip down memory lane. I wish I had more stories to tell about. Oh, I saw Inglorious Bastards. I, did I not see it with you? I think maybe I saw it with Ned. Yeah, not with me. I saw that with Jason. And yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. Sh- I, I bet I saw it with Ned. Nah, at any rate, awesome movie. Yep. Okay, recently watched, and I have to go first. Where are we at on time? Doing pretty good. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on mine because you got more interesting shit to talk about. <laughs> 
Real quick double header here. I finished up The Flash season two that popped on Netflix uh, with me and Addie. She, we both loved it. It's fantastic, and the way that they wrapped up that season, it's it's uh, it's clear that season three, which I, they're either wrapping up now, they're into now, maybe they're into season four. I don't know, but I don't have access to it. It's clear they're they're going with the Flashpoint Paradox storyline. So since the animated film Justice League Flashpoint Paradox exists, I was like, okay, you're going to watch that first because that's where we're going. So, yes, after wrapping up The Flash Season 2, I said, let's watch this animated film. The whole family sat down and watched Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. And I've watched this before. It's a sweet film. They do it a Justice League in a kind of anime-type style. I've reviewed it before, um... And my score pretty much stands on it. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where exactly I gave it. Maybe probably like an 8 or something like that. It's rock-solid entertainment. It's good stuff. It's a great introduction to the uh, most recent New 52 reiteration they did with DC Comics relaunch of the uh, last couple years. Uh, good good storyline. Real interesting time travel plot. It's It's interesting with The Flash. If you go back and just kind of do that butterfly effect thing where you fuck up one little thing, then all of a sudden yep. everything is totally hosed. But there's some great moments. Once again, Batman steals the show with some great moments here and there of... Uh, I'm not going to get into it. I've, I've been into this before, but it, <laughs> it, Batman completely steals the show. Excellent. On the emotional side, let's put it that way. Okay. At the at the beginning and at the end, it's it. You actually get to see Batman roll a tear. Mm. And I'll tell you what, I choke up at every time I watch this movie at seeing that part where he receives a letter from his alternate timeline universe father Thomas Wayne, and it oh wow emotional, but only maybe for us comic book dorks. At any rate. Uh, the Flash 2, uh, Season 2, awesome. Flashpoint, decent. Look forward to more of the TV show. Uh, over to you. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to start with a, a Netflix movie that, um, what was I thinking? I, I should have saved it for the roulette. Um, Satanic. <clears throat> uh, zero, zero stars. Unacceptable. <laughs> This this is un this is please unacceptable. don't say another word just move on um, <laughs> that would be the best review ever zero stars unacceptable so okay, the up. next movie that I watched was um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay carry on <laughs> so yes Fantastic Beasts this is the new uh, Harry Potter universe deal. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Unacceptable. I, I literally. I, okay. Best review uh, ever. Uh, I'm not going to spend much time. This is a new movie, and um, stay tuned for a written review of this movie coming to the Facebook page. Right. I am a huge Harry Potter fan, so of course I had to go watch this in the theater. Directed by David Yates. Um, if you are a fan of Harry Potter, then you're going to like this movie. If you're not, honestly, if you're not, I think that you would still like this movie. Because this is not a tween movie. This is more, not more, this is adults. Uh, adults taking on Fantastic Beasts and uh, Muggles. But in this one, it's not Muggles. It's actually uh, No Madges. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know what a muggle is. A muggle is you and I. We are non-magic people. 
We're muggles. Are you assuming uh, uh, what my capabilities, sir? No, I, I don't know where you are in the Harry Potter universe other than you. <laughs> you're a muggle in the... <laughs> <laughs> and and you're also a nomad, which means no magic. We don't we can't perform magic, so we're no magics. You don't know me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, as as the resident Harry Potter hater, uh, I watched that trailer and I was like, that actually that looks good. And I can put aside my Harry Potter hate and be like, that looks good. And I might actually check it out in the Dollar Theater. Yeah, I think you should because it. You don't have to know anything about Harry Potter to enjoy this movie as far as, like, this is witches and wizards in the real world uh, battling all sorts of creatures. And there are definitely connections, and they are going to connect this to the Harry Potter, like, world that takes place 70 years after. Uh, but for a starting point, I guess... So it's a prequel. Yes, yeah, a very much prequel, yes. Uh, it's a, it's a kick-ass movie. The last 20 minutes of the movie, uh, I, I gotta say... We have seen it all with CGI, but the CGI in this movie is so amazing. And I don't say that lightly because we have seen so much, so much great CGI lately, but this is truly impressive. Uh, the, as is the case usually, I don't go for 3D anymore unless I know you, you have to see this in 3D. But of course, is the only time that would work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know when yeah. dinner time is. Yes, the best time, the, the absolute best times are the 3D showings. I'm like, I don't want to watch this in 3D. Um, but I had to, and the 3D is fine. It's, it's not like Star Trek Beyond where I'm like, this actually, this 3D sucks and is detracting from the movie. This is good. But it's not Ghostbusters good, but it was good. But anyway, I read the review on Facebook. It's uh, heading your way soon. It was a good movie, really good movie. I thought it was a fun time at the theater. So we don't get that. I don't get out to the theater to watch big budget movies as much as I used to. So when I do, I like to see stuff like this that I know I'm going to probably really like. So there you go. Cool. Uh, and yes, I know I forgot to put up a review today, but I didn't actually forget. I It's Thanksgiving. I took a holiday. Yep. I, I got it. And actually, I have a couple days off, so good chance I'll put one up tomorrow. Okay. I actually got tomorrow off, too, so good chance we'll do that. I I saw it coming. I was like, oh, I need to put up a review. Hmm, That's not going to happen. Okay, moving on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, after showing the daughter Justice League Flashpoint Paradox, which I kind of held off on because it's a little more graphic, there's actually killing in it and some gore. Even though it's animated, it's like, eh, I try and... Not that I'm, like, super conservative, don't watch anything, but I kind of try and unleash more adult material on her at appropriate times. Like, now you're old enough to see this. She starts talking some smack. Okay. Now it's my birthday again. It's November. It's her birthday again. When are we going to watch Jaws? And I looked at her sideways. I'm like, I told you you could watch Jaws when you're 10. You're 12. You're turning 12. Every time we bring it out, you're like, eh... I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know. <laughs> him, ha, him, ha. Okay, yeah. whatever. Well, they got we got talking about Jaws for whatever reason. I don't even remember why it got brought up. I think I was talking something about Jaws 3, and at any rate, they were ready to watch Jaws. You know what? It's time. This Blu-ray has been sitting on my shelf for three years. Nice. Let's watch this thing. Yep. <laughs> we popped in Jaws. And it was the first viewing for my wife as well. She has never seen Jaws. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, nice. Okay. Uh, she said, and I was trying to explain to them, this is 70s filmmaking, so it's slower, have patience, because they don't have much patience for 
seventies, eighties shit, you know. Yep. And I think in the end they both uh at least appreciated it. My wife was like, Yeah, it was kinda slow, but it got good. And Addie was like, Yeah, I really like that. It was good. So I think I got a thumbs up from both of them. I, and I was pointing out filmmaking techniques from Spielberg along the way. Like uh the the dinner scene where he's sitting there with his son doing the fingers thing. Like that is a pivotal scene to me. Yes, that was it's great. It's a completely kind of empty scene, but at the same time it's like now that I've had kids, it, it means so much more to me. I mean, it meant something to me before because I looked at it from the kids' point of view, but now I'm looking at it from the parents' point of view. And it's that's a powerful powerful scene to me and it's dumb. <laughs> so I was ex- ex- the, the Yeah, the he's doing this and this and this and yeah, it's great. Yeah, nobody can see what we're doing. Yeah, I'm intertwining yeah, my yeah, fingers. I, and, yeah. Putting them on my face and what have you. Oh, I'm not going to see that Kittner boy spill out on the dock. All that jazz. So, Jaws. Huge thumbs up. And in the spirit, I'm going to do another back-to-back yeah, back here. And then I really want to talk about a couple of movies you've seen. Um, okay. In the spirit of Steven Spielberg and trolling through my uh, queue, I've been uh, editing down my queue. I've been going through and going, well, that's a roulette from way back when. I haven't got around to watching it. Let me go watch the trailer for it. Nope, you're off my queue. That, <laughs> I've been doing that kind of shit because i got like 430 movies in my queue and it needs to get trimmed down. Um, but I got to this one in the middle of the stack and was like, you know what? I'm going to watch that. Raiders, the story of the greatest fan film ever made. Oh, nice. Uh, here is a documentary that is everything that you want it to be. And this goes back to what I was talking about in the, was it the roulette where you're talking about, uh, you don't have enough money to show what you need to show. So you're not entertaining. Don't do it. Yep. This flies in the face of that. This movie was made by, uh, it started off being made by nine, 10, 11 year olds. And it took them seven years to make. They were remaking Raiders of the Lost Ark frame for frame based on one person's viewing in the theater one time. And they nailed the scenes incredibly. And it, they only show bits of the actual movie that they made, uh, which is disappointing. I, I bet if you buy the Blu-ray, you actually get the movie. I, I want to watch the damn movie they made. That's yeah, what I really want to actual... watch, but it's more of a documentary about making it, which is... Really interesting in itself, too, but I also want to really watch that movie. Uh, so, there was only one scene that they couldn't get or get made, and that was the airplane scene spinning around, fighting the bald guy, airplane oh, blowing nice. up. They couldn't get that, so they thought, it's, you know, been how many years? Let's go back and finish this damn thing. Let's get funding from people and film it. And that's part of the joy of it, is that they film it out of sequence. So, the, the kids go from being... There there might be a seven year gap in their age from one scene to the next. Uh, (laughs) But the little clips that they do show along the way just look delightful. And like, I want to watch that filmed on a camcorder VHS. Just. Yeah. Wonderful. So um, where this whole project really started gaining steam, I guess, was um, Eli Roth got his hands on a bootleg copy. Um, that I guess has been one as this is one of those legendary things that's floating around the world that, uh, people trying to get their hands on underground shit. 
And then Alamo Alamo wow. Draft House has this event called the Butt Numathon with Harry Knowles from Ain't It Cool News. Okay. And yep. they show a bunch of crazy, wacky, hard to find movies and then a super secret movie that's new and you get to see it a week earlier than everybody else. So during that event, in between movies at the very end of it, before they show the super secret movie, they were during breakfast, after you've been up all night, let's show let's let's pop in this uh Raiders reimagining. Just for half an hour or so. They get to about the forty minute mark. People are applauding and cheering and freaking out and loving this movie. And then they're like, we got to stop it because we're going to show you Peter Jackson's The Two Towers. And the people were about to revolt because they're like, fuck you. I want to watch. <laughs> they want to keep watching this fan because it has so much passion and heart. And yeah. it's amazing that the shit is so inventive and wonderful. This documentary is everything that you wanted it to be from reading the title and looking at it. You have to watch it. And I'm going to try and find uh, a copy. I don't I don't know how I can get my hands on it, but I want to see the actual full version of the remake that they did, the reinvention. It even yeah. got to the point where it fell into Steven Spielberg's hands. No, oh man. And he man. invited them to come for a sit down. It's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. You get to see these kids grow up on screen. It's awesome. So that would that would have been a uh, like a gem for a roulette if you would have picked oh, that for a roulette. Oh my lord, yes, that would have been. <laughs> it was great. I, I fully enjoyed it, and there's no chance that you won't enjoy this documentary. Yeah, I will definitely keep that in the queue and bump that one up. Uh, okay, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, back to you. Okay. God damn it. Okay. Um, wow, you're really angry. <sighs> Carnage Park. Um, so this movie on Netflix. Um, so I watched this. Uh, it's called Carnage I, Park. There's no way it's good. Awful. Awful. I'm angry just thinking about this movie. Um, just, uh, oh, what, um, Ashley Bell is in this one. I'm like, okay, who? she's Ashley Bell. She was, uh, she's oh, I heard in, you the first time. I'm still who? Yeah, uh, she's in Game of Thrones. She's the redhead. Uh, oh, oh she, sorceress! No, 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 no. The uh, no, she's the. Uh, uh, she was in that honeymoon movie on Netflix. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, her. yeah. So, um, uh, she's kidnapped by these uh, by Pat Healy. Oh, no, no, no. Pat Healy's the bad guy. I'm sorry. I, this movie, awful, awful. Um. Two lame dudes kidnap this girl, and um, they Quentin Tarantino it through the desert. And then um, Pat Healy is a shooter sniper guy that is shooting at them because he's. I a, just added this to my queue. I read that oh. synopsis and I was like, "That sounds good." Nope. Oh, <laughs> next up. <laughs> Review uh, accepted. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh, it's it's shiny HD and oh, Quentin Tarantino. We're doing Quentin Tarantino with the funky credits and the witty banter. Um, okay, so on to something good now. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, I've been saving that. I've been just stewing over that one like, uh, <laughs> I almost added it. I seriously, that was almost in the uh, the, the roulette tonight because. <laughs> but the only uh, thing that held me back was Carnage Park. Yeah. Oh, what a that that title just is just awful. Yeah. Oh, you should see the movie. Um, I will not. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk. Okay, let's talk Highlander. The Director's Cut, on Blu-ray, the 30th Anniversary Edition. So, I, uh, I I don't know what made me, uh, what made me think about this movie again, but I must have read about it somewhere or whatever, and I, I just hopped onto eBay, just like, oh, I wonder what these are going for, and I was like, ooh, they're going for not much. And this was already released on Blu-ray, and then they did a remastered version uh, a newer version with superior picture quality. So for not much money, I bought Highlander, the director's cut on Blu-ray 30th anniversary and uh, just watched it yesterday. And um, I'm happy to report that this movie still kicks ass. Oh, it's so yep. great. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie. Seriously. I, I haven't seen this movie since the, like this was one of the first DVDs. If I remember correctly, like, when DVD begun, this was one of the first ones, this movie, or it was very early on that they released this. And that was the last time I watched the movie. Um, I don't, re- I watched it once on VHS and then once on DVD and that's it. So I, I remember certain things about it, especially like the wrestling match in the beginning and there, you know, the, the general outline of the plot and that. We've got uh, James Bond's in it. Oh, Sean, you know, <laughs> and, Sean Connery. And, and a Scottish man playing a Spanish something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With twirly mustache kind of or something. Um, and, of course, uh, Clancy Brown, who we all know as, I consider him Eugene Crabb from SpongeBob. His, his, he's iconic at this point. He is he's, the Kurgan. Every time I see him, yeah. even if it's on SpongeBob, that is the Kurgan. Fear yeah. him. Yes. Um and then, of course, Christopher Lambert, who yeah, love him or hate him and love him or, or love or hate his accent. He, this is his movie. This is Christopher Lambert's movie. And it's still it, – everything about the movie still holds up. Like if you love 80s science fiction action type stuff, if you like the movie Predator uh, I don't, or Terminator, the original Terminator, I, there's no way you wouldn't like this movie. It's – Fantasy, action, science fiction, comedy, R-rated weirdness. It's just weird. So everything about it is just weird in in the best sort of way for when the movie was made, especially with how it starts out uh, with the cam- the, that opening shot with the camera literally like panning through this a huge wrestling match in this arena. And the camera basically does an Dario Argento float through. So it's like just kind of floating through the air somehow um, that finally lands on Christopher Lambert's character. And then from there, we transition into this kick-ass sword fight that results in a beheading, setting the stage. And then there's electricity, and it's just 80s awesomeness. Um, and then I'm like, yep, I remember this movie kicking ass. And the whole way, and then we jump to Scotland, and 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 it does a lot of time jumps, but they actually make sense 
as they're laid out. Then, like, they flash back to his relationship with the first wife in mm-hmm. a timely manner where it actually makes sense with the current story at hand. Whereas if they'd just done it all at once and then moved forward, it wouldn't have been as impactful in a yeah. weird way. And then you get Christopher Lambert, who will crack a joke every now and then go, hey, right? you're like, oh, I, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, because the whole way through, I'm like, oh, I should be cringing, but I'm like, yeah, you so kick ass. <laughs> Yep. I, oh. I adore this movie. This is oh, one that I've yeah. watched many, 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 many times. And when you told me that you were, oh, I'm going to watch this again. Oh, I went down into the, to the dungeon and dug out Highlander, the immortal edition from Anchor Bay, my DVD with a special bonus disc featuring original material from Queen. Oh, and that, oh, that, that just adds to the awesomeness of this. Yeah. I yeah. love Queen. Yep. Me too. <laughs> And just whenever the whenever Queen start like whenever a song comes on, it just for some reason makes it feel so much more science fictiony. I don't know why, but I'm like, yeah, this is science fiction fantasy, and because it, their music sounds science fictiony to me, at least fantasy. 80s style. Here yeah, we are with the yeah. princes of the universe. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's just I'll tell you what for the budget, and I mean this was in the 80s, but the budget was 16 million dollars, but. This was pretty ambitious, I thought. Like, we're time travel and special effects-y type stuff in the end with the big sword fight and then the glass and breaking. And uh, now that now that sounds lame, actually, but it's so cool. No, it, it, it totally works. And I completely agree with your comparison to Terminator and Predator because it has a villain that just gets to you because they feel like they cannot be stopped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you give in to the movie a little bit, you start to get a little, there's a little bit of horror almost in it because it's like, this guy is coming for me and he can't be bargained with or reasoned with and he can't be stopped. He just wants to kill the shit out of me. Yeah. The end. That's all he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it was great. It, I, I loved it. It was so good, and and it still holds up, especially for fans of the '80s. If you are a fan of the '80s and that style, this this has '80s all the way through it. Uh, and I, I haven't, you know, I I can't compare this version to anything because I don't remember the DVD anymore. But the Blu-ray looks. This is what 35 millimeter film can look like remastered properly. It looks absolutely incredible. It's it. I'm like it looks. Like it cost way more than it did even. As weird as that seems, because I've watched so much HD shit lately, mm-hmm. that watching something like this, you're like, wow, this looks epic. Like, it feels like it's a, they made an epic movie. Well, there's so. a hell of a lot of helicopter shots of Ireland's hills and or yes. Scotland's hills, whatever. Yep. Uh, going back to the DVD, I'm about halfway through it. I didn't get a chance to finish it up before this episode, but it doesn't matter. I've watched this movie dozens of times. I I love this movie. Um the DVD. Yeah. I'll be buying a Blu-ray. I'll be keeping this DVD set because it's an Anchor Bay special edition kind of thing. Um, but the the transfer, it is dirty. It, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of grit and stuff in there, but it's still. I don't care. It's one of those I watch with a shit eating grin from beginning to end. And you know, if you watch it enough times to where you can kind of bury the '80s of it and the special effects and whatnot there are some really 
successful emotional moments in this movie, both comedically and dramatically. The comedy comes when he has the duel, the flashback to the duel with the guy that keeps stabbing him and he can't die because he's mortal. That was good, yes. That was, it's hilarious. And then there's an intensely emotional part for me with the, the secretary, who was the kid that he saved in World War II. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many, like, they, they cram so much content into this film. Ah. Yeah. Sorry, I, everybody's probably bored of hearing about Highlander, but this is one of those movies for me. The way that, I don't know, watching The Dentist was something for you. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I watched this and it's just like, this, this is me. This is yeah. a dude in New York in the 80s with a samurai sword lopping people's heads off and gaining power. And ah, it's yeah. great. I love yeah. it. I, and the, I, I, oh, that's another thing about this movie is the storyline is so out there. It's a really, really <laughs> cool original storyline. I like that. Oh, just wait till we get to the sequel, sir, because there are these... <laughs> That train went way off the tracks. I actually remember uh, growing up, I actually liked the sequel better than the uh, original in a Godfather sense. Okay. And then you get a little older and go back and revisit and you're like, what was I smoking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots of weed and <laughs> acid. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. Not watching it now with a generally just <clears throat> slightly alcohol buzz, you're like, wow. Wow. This is, a, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. horrible, but it's amazing. But amazing, yes. And I think that there, I good probability that Highlander Two, the quickening, will be the our next yeah. uh, commentary track because I just want to be there to witness you for watching it for the revisiting it for the first time. Yeah, just to get your pure reaction. It's going to be ninety minutes of you going, "What?" and yeah. me explaining to you, "Well, hoverboards and aliens and shit." <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, and I remember I saw it one time on VHS, and I don't remember a single thing about it. Not not one. So that doesn't bode well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it does. I'll be like, no, no. There, there's an Earth shield that science made, and you. Oh, science! You see what? What? <laughs> but the special effects are in the same vein, where it's that electric blue glow, red yeah. glow. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes. And then with Highlander three, I thought it like a lot of people don't like that movie, but I thought it got got back to its uh, roots. Less science yeah. fiction-y, more kind of crazy. Um, Highlander-y? I, I, yeah, shit's yeah. so hard to explain, but I like Highlander 3. There, I said it. I don't care. Yeah. Who knows it? Um, got time? You want to do one more? Yes. Are you, so you're all done? Yeah, I'm done. I've, okay. I've got something else, but I, I, I think I got like five minutes left and I want to wait. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so do you want a um, a review of a not-so-good movie or a review of a good movie? I want a good movie because you have reviewed some shit. Yes, I have reviewed some garbage. Um, yeah. um, okay. <clears throat> so, uh, here's a newer movie that I watched. I rented this one, and I'm like, okay. I heard good things about this, and I got tired of waiting for it for the Dollar Theater. Damn you, because I was going to go see it at the Dollar Theater, and it never came around. I guess. I'm like, so I'm going to, I'm just going to rent it then instead, because it's on, it's on streaming. Don't breathe. So the uh, uh, Fetty, yeah. Fetty Alvarez. You movie. started this off with this is going to be good, right? Yes. Okay, good. Sweet. Yes. Because okay, I really yeah. want this movie to be good. <laughs> uh, yes. So I have... Okay. I'll review the movie real quick, but 
for you, I'm, I'll give my thoughts on that. What I think you might take from this movie. So I gave this movie a thumbs up. This was, this movie got, I don't want to say universal praise, but it got really good reviews and it did extremely well at the box office. Like really, really good on a fairly low budget. Um, it, it, all you need to know is several burglars, uh, are going around breaking into people's houses and they, uh, they find out that this one house is, uh, this, this blind man, this war vet has possibly a boatload of cash stored in a safe somewhere in his house. Let's break in and steal that money. As is with all these horror movies, bad things happen. It never goes that way. And our fearless, uh, villain type people, I guess, uh, have the tables turned on them. There it is. There wouldn't be um, a movie otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, uh, as with most of these, uh, home invasion movies, you have to do the whole suspension of disbelief here because there are certain times where I'm like, do this. The dude's blind. Do, do this. Okay. Please. Um, I would do this because then you could maybe get the upper hand, but they don't. But then there wouldn't be a movie, I guess. <laughs> I know what um, you're talking about to a certain extent, though. If it's that blatantly dumb, yeah, we'll yeah. see. I'll, I'm yes. going to watch it because I like should. The, re- the Evil Dead remake. Exactly. And it, I will say this is one very tense movie. And they really make the the guy that should be kind of the the you know the blind guy, the hero. Kind of, I don't want to say hero, but just because he's the creepy guy. But they make him a genuinely nasty, evil, almost like unstoppable Jason Voorhees type. And I thought that was kind of cool because he's blind and he does a good job at portraying it. This dude's blind, but it's like I would be scared shitless of this guy. Um, While this wasn't as good as Evil Dead, um, because I, I like more of that supernatural type stuff, this was definitely uh it was definitely worth the, not just worth the watch. I'll own this on Blu-ray for sure. But with these home invasion movies anymore, I've seen so many of them that this would be a, this would definitely fall in the, the upper tier. It's still, there's enough of that. You could do this and this and get out of it. But they really try to, uh, they really try to cover all their bases in it, but there's, there's still, there's still so many different things that you could do to get out of that situation. I'm blabbing, but it's hard for me to explain until you've watched the movie. Um, anyway. Yeah. So actually my final score on the movie, my first viewing was four out of five stars, but that was because I was genuinely involved in the, the whole movie, not bored, uh, scared at certain parts and, uh, bought into what was going on. I have a feeling though, upon rewatch, this won't be as good. It will start dropping, but for a first time viewing, I will be surprised if you're not like, yep, that was a solid piece of genre fun. So anyway, <clears throat> that is don't breathe. Thumbs up. Oh, and also, um, I do like that, uh, the score to the movie when, uh, there is a score to the movie, but there were certain parts to, to amp up the tension. There's this slow, um, almost humming sound in the background 
that you can almost like it's almost inaudible, but you can it's still there. And and a lot of horror movies do this to you know to up the tension, but it it does genuinely work in this movie. And I don't want to give too much away, but uh, Jane Levy, who plays her name is Rocky in the movie, which is odd to me. Um, but she was the lead in Evil Dead uh, as well. Uh, she actually has a backstory to her to where you you do kind of want her to get out of this thing alive and in one piece. Um, so that's good. So that, that helps with kind of the tables turning from being sympathetic to the guy that's being broken into and these scumbaggy robbers to, okay, I hope she actually somehow gets out of this thing because this guy is genuinely like this... Us, I don't know. I don't want to say a slasher because he's not, but it's like he's like that unstoppable horror villain uh, who actually is played by Stephen Lang. And Stephen Lang was the colonel dude in Avatar or the you'd as soon as you'd see him, you'd be like, oh, that guy. But he was in Avatar. He was in the newest Conan movie, which was meh. Um, He has been in a ton of ton of stuff. Wow, he was in Band of the Hand, which is an 80s action movie from 1986. I think he was a teenager in that movie. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's him. Oh, and uh, Dylan Minnette is in this. He was in Goosebumps, which I did like, and the Let Me In uh, remake. And he was in Prisoners. And he actually was really good in this movie. I, I liked it. Actually, you know what? I really liked all the characters in this movie, which is another reason why it kind of elevated the movie a little bit more for me from your standard issue, uh, home invasion. Oh man, that sounds good. I got to check that thing out. I, I still want to see it because of fricking Fida Alvarez or however you say his name. Fede, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yep. still really want to rewatch that evil dead remake. I just haven't got around to it. I know you're, you know, fricking super fan right now. Got a tattoo yeah. on your face. Yeah, but- I do. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't wait to see it. Uh, uh, I can't even wait to rewatch the Evil Dead remake again. Like, I'm really looking forward to that, but I yeah. really want to see that Don't Breathe movie. Yeah, I am impressed. I got to say, I mean, this movie did uh, $90 million. That's incredible. Like, the budget the budget was $9 million, not quite $10 million, and it made $90 million here in the States. That's really good for a horror movie. I picked it in two leagues of fantasy movie, yes, sir, because I yeah. I suspected that those Evil yeah. Dead fans they're going to come out the same way yeah. that the Potter fans do. Yeah, <laughs> and and the thing is, the movie was genuinely a it was really really good. Cool. I look forward to watching it. Okay, we're getting on in time, and uh, it's time to wrap things up. Do you want to do a tease for next time? I, I guess I'm up first. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have about five or ten or twenty minutes left of a film called Drive Hard with John Cusack and uh, another guy getting a paycheck. Um, I can't wait to review it. It's going to be fun, but I just wanted to have more time to do it than we got tonight. Okay. Uh, I Highlander, I might mention in passing next episode, I'm, I've still got half of that movie left. It's uh, Amazing. I still love it. And other than that, I'm actually, I've, I've moved my sound system into my office now. Okay. And I'm ordering a sound bar tomorrow for the living room. We'll make the wife happy. Less speakers, com- 
completely polluting every corner of the living room, and eh, the sound bar will be all right. It never gets turned on in the living room. Uh, I'm going to wake the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any idea what this damn Wharfdale subwoofer that I bought off you sounds like in a closet? Because <laughs> that's practically where it's at right now. Yeah, and it, that Wharfdale sub is so awesome. I still remember that thing. That thing is great. Yeah, I was like, okay, I got everything hooked up, I think. I'm good. Let's test it out with a little bit of Daft Punk, the new, uh, the, the, the latest single from the latest yeah. album, The Weekend. I'm a star boy. <laughs> yeah. Addie came downstairs in about five seconds and was like, what is happening? Is our house kid being demolished? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Uh, so yeah, I have to turn it off at night, but at, you know, having all of my speakers in this tiny room, it really fills the room with the uh, sound. It's, I, I, I mean, many people are probably like, no shit, dumbass, but, uh, <laughs> it fills it. I got one of those sound systems. Well, got your old Onkyo. It, it, it's one of those sound systems though, where it's not all about volume. It's about quality. Yeah. And it, it totally feels that way in this room. Like you can, I can turn the subwoofer off and watch a movie. Watch. I was watched half of Highlander last night. And it, it's a 6.1 DTS ES DVD. And it just fills the room with a nice, soft glow. Like you can feel it. It's so yeah. hard to describe, but sitting there in between the, uh, rear speakers, it's, it's beautiful. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've got Netflix and uh, my Blu-ray. So, uh, yeah. what about you, Tease? I've got a movie that I'm looking forward to watching called Road Games from 1981. This is a uh, Stacey Keach, Jamie Lee Curtis slasher type movie made in uh, Australia. So there you go. That's, yep, that's it's Ozploitation. I can't wait. Uh, other than that, I've got a stack of movies that I'm raring to watch, but you'll have to just just wait for the next episode. There are some gems in there. That Drive Hard movie is uh, in Australia <laughs> as well. Oh, is it really? Yeah. And it's funny when you watch uh, cars driving down, maybe it's just me, driving down the road in Australia where you see the random white stakes that they have beside the road and only the white dot line in the middle of the road. Yep. Where you're like, that's an Australian road, and that reminds me of the original Mad Max, and I automatically yep. kind of like this movie. <laughs> yeah. Tom Jane, by the way, is the other... Yes. Yep. Oh, that movie, dude. I don't have much left of it, but it's a piece of shit, and you should watch it. I, I say that very positively, because I've never seen anything quite like this. It's like an SNL skit gone wrong. Oh. Oh, no, no. I mean that in a positive way. Uh. Oh, they they can't even keep a straight face. During some of the scenes where they're supposed to be seriously having conversation about blah, 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 they start cracking up at each other and, eh, let's see. <laughs> Just leave it and, in. It's like it's supposed to be a serious scene. And, yeah. <laughs> and then right off to the corner of the screen, Nick, Nick Cage slowly enters screen. The movie ain't over yet. I, I fully expect Nick Cage to show up at some point. Yeah, just, just because. <laughs> it, it would work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'd yeah. be good with that. Yeah. All right. I am enjoying the film, though. Uh, anything else you want to add for this episode? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's <laughs> a, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm Eric Warner. 
I'm Eugene Weaver, and we'll see you next week. Damn it. Bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>